Welcome to MJ's Magic Hour. Less than an hour, yet jam-packed with New Earth Magic. I'm your host, Magdalena Jensen, transformative coach and mediator. Let's jump right in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of MJ's Magic Hour. As always, I am so excited for today's guest. I'm excited for all my guests. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be here, right? Um, today, I have Annalena Fuchs. She is a human design specialist, a human design expert, and is here to tell us all about human design. Now, this is a topic that I have alluded to many times. I've talked a little bit about my own personal design um, and how that's been such an uh, instrumental part of getting to know myself, really, and to living in alignment with myself and creating kind of a flow state in my life. And um, I talk about human design on my Instagram all the time, but I realized a couple weeks ago that I've never actually sat down and introduced you all, my beautiful listeners, to human design kind of foundationally. So that's what today is all about. Um, I got to know Annalena a little bit through Instagram. I follow you. I did uh, one of your master classes around um, igniting and understanding the sacral energy. So I'm super excited to talk about all of these things. But before we get into it, Annalena, can I ask you to please introduce yourself? Yeah, first of all, I'm very happy to be here. I love talking about human design. And so, yeah, how to introduce myself? Um, I'm a jack of all trades, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Germany. I went to school and college, never knowing what I really wanted, to be honest. And I always thought I have a really hard time figuring that out. And after I went into the corporate world, um, and then also I'm a mom of a beautiful daughter, but my professional life was always something, of course, it was also important for me. And then at some point, I decided to become a coach. I left corporate, actually got fired because I could feel like something was off. I was bored. I, and I didn't even know I was a manager at the time, right? And I, I wanted to do all the things. And I knew I have so many talents and I can change the world. And in that corporate space was not that space for that. And so when I left, I, I really embarked on this journey of being a coach and Eventually, as I followed my calling, I guess, right? I also did a lot of inner healing work, what we call deconditioning in human design. There's a lot of uncomfortable stuff I processed, you know, went through a lot of challenges. But eventually, this thing human design came my way. And I was like, oh my gosh, something like that exists. Like, that is magic, you know, because I have never had anything in my life where I felt like I could stop searching. You know what I mean? Like where I was just like, oh, this is so deeply me. I've never had anything in my life that could describe myself so much to the T. And not it's and it's honestly not about human design. Like human design is so amazing, but it's what it did for me, you know? Mm. It was gave me finally compassion for myself, mm. allowing myself to trust myself more because I was very much caught up in trying to follow everybody else and as you know especially on the social media platforms you can follow so many people and totally lose yourself you know and also spend a lot of money yeah feel like you're actually taking 10 steps back and forward yeah, yeah. So, that comparisonitis right yeah yeah exactly and then 
one thing that happened with human design is that it, it just somehow it came so easy to me. Um, and I love to teach. I was in school. I wanted to be a math teacher. But I also <laughs> <love it. laughs> um, but I never ended up becoming a school teacher. Some of that didn't feel right. I think also because there really is an income ceiling. I, I feel like teachers are well underpaid. We all need to change that. Um, so then it came with human design. I started to share it with my clients pretty quickly. Of course, I also got certified and I did the research, of course, write the books and stuff like that. Um, but then very quickly, I started to give readings. And even when I was very spanking new to human design myself, but it changed lives like in a huge way, like people having the courage to leave their jobs or finally taking that big, bold step, you know, and finally seeing themselves. So I was like, I cannot not share this, you know. And so I went on this path of sharing more about it. And um, and now we actually have the Aligned Living Academy with my uh, business bestie and friend, Marina. She's also like me, a tool for manifesting generator, just like you, right? Yes, I am as well. Um, so, generator. Um, we actually have a human design certification now there where we um, empower other conscious leaders to integrate human design into their lives and businesses so that they can change the world through that tool. And yeah, having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I love it. You really put to words some of the things that I noticed for myself when I discovered human design, right? Like I had done an Enneagram, I had done multiple different kinds of whatever typings of myself. I love astrology and all of these things. And I have found that the, the let's say complexity or no, maybe not complexity, the thoroughness of human design in how it addresses who I am has allowed me to do exactly what you said, really come into a place of compassion for myself, acceptance, deep self-acceptance, and um, a huge really deepening of my trust in myself. Yeah. Um, so before we get into our type, because I'm quite excited to talk about that as well, I, part of the reason that I follow you is because we have the same 2,4-MG type, right? Um, and it just makes it a lot easier <laughs> um, to learn about myself. But uh, before we get into that, if you had to describe, because human design is a very abstract term, right? When I've mentioned it to people, they've said something like um, design thinking, right? Life design. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not those things. So if you had to describe in the most basic sense for a first timer who's never heard the term human design, what it is, how would you do that? Yeah. So human design is sort of like a personality assessment kind of tool. And it integrates other ancient wisdoms like the Hindu chakra system, Eastern and Western astrology, the Judaic Kabbalah, also quantum physics and the Chinese I Ching. I mean, these are all things that have been around for years and years, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all integrated in that system. And the beautiful thing is you just have to put in your date of birth. You don't have to answer a lot of questions. And then it creates something called a body graph, which is this colorful little graphic with lots of like signs and arrows and numbers and stuff like that in the beginning it was a little bit complex and probably confusing but what it tells you is like what your type is and we have five different types in human design and then it gives you also something called strategy and authority 
and also profiles. So we have been saying we are two four manifesting generators. So two four is our profiles, but there's a total of twelve different profiles that tells you like a lot about your personality, how you show up in the world, also how you should best show up in business, for example, what's normal for you, right? Those how others of... perceive you, I think, as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then the the type. What is so awesome about it is that the strategy and authority we talk about actually shows you how you based on your type actually are meant in an aligned way to make decisions yeah. and that for me was now look I know people they grew up they never had issues making decisions that was trusted themselves bless them I wasn't one of them to be honest yeah I was always like I don't know I don't know I could do this or that and always questioning myself and I know there's lots of people out there that are just like that um and I through understanding what my decision-making process is with human design. Like I had to see it on a piece of paper, understand it. And then I could sense in my body the times where I actually followed that intuitively, how things really went well. And when I didn't, when I didn't trust myself, I kind of got a little slap. Yeah, what the consequences <laughs> were, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So how life just is unnecessarily hard when we don't trust ourselves, right? And and the strategy and authority, like I honestly want to say every single time when I've done a reading, and I've I've talked to lots of people by now, like it's always like, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, I know it. You and it's not that human design is gonna tell you all the things that you really don't know. It really is gonna tell you all the things that deep inside you do know, yeah, but you have been really good at pushing them away. Yeah. Because you're so caught in everybody else's ideas and opinions about you, what you should be doing, how you should be, or what job you should have. And it's it's that kind of time of really self-check-in and really being brutally honest with yourself. And like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that. Cause and I totally agree. For me, it was like about discovering myself, for example. It was kind of like this confirmation of some things that I already knew, but maybe didn't have the courage to stand in or claim or, um, uh, yeah, like it just kind of affirmed some things that I intuitively might've known already. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I learned my sister's human design, for example, she's a projector, so many things about her started to make sense. And she actually has said, which I find really interesting, she said that she doesn't like her human design type. She's like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I'm confused. It's confusing. How do I show up like this? And what I tried to explain to her is that the world isn't designed for people like you. The way that our system, let's say, kind of the matrix in which we all continue to exist work in particularly in work um it's not really designed for projectors right um and i'd love to hear your take on that yeah. and i would like to get into the different types as well yeah so yeah so maybe let's talk about that first because projectors are already one of the types so we have uh projectors which is around 20 ish or 22 percent of the population then we have manifestors which is like nine ten percent of the population reflectors just a little less than a percent i think and then we have the generators and the manifesting generators they together make up around 
70% of the population. And the generator types, we have a defined SQL. What this means, there's this one center in your human design chart that is gonna most likely write depending on the software. It's gonna be colored in. It's the second one from the bottom. Um, and what this means is that we have this more consistent access to life workforce energy, but the big but is only when we do something that really lights us up, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't know about you, but most likely we have been doing a lot of things in our life that were shoulds that didn't light us up, that actually felt boring and we actually felt really tired. Yeah. And I know so many gens and many gens feel actually tired and exhausted. And they say, well, I feel like a projector, right? Yeah. Because we have been degenerating this life workforce energy because we have been fallen into the conditioning of society, which nobody does it on purpose, right? It's not like our parents are doing it on purpose. They want us to be fine and make sure we're taken care of and stuff. Um, but we are here to do what lights us up. But brings us joy and maybe right now if you're listening you don't even know what that is mm-hmm. because you have been so pushing against your natural energy and it's the thing that comes easy to you it's the thing that your mind may be screaming like no i can't do this but when you embark on this journey of following and this is the sequel we say like you were here to follow your sequel for the generators and the manifesting generators right there's so much magic that unfolds and the, the big thing is here, and that's why I'm actually going to say that all human design types are not made for how society is made up because we are here to wait to respond. We are not here to let the mind decide what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Human design is teaching us that the mind is not here to make decisions. It happens in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And there's only one type, the manifester type, that is kind of like this energy, just just go do and make it happen. Initiator more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there too, it's this creative urge that they have, right? It's not so much what they feel in the mind. It's also something that happens in the body. And there's also lots of manifestors that have, um, we have these authorities and anybody that has emotional authority, when you make bigger decisions, you always want to wait longer. You want to ride out the emotional Wave so that you can have clarity of something for you. And the manifestors, reflectors, and projectors, but the biggest difference to the generator types is that they have an undefined sequel. We call it undefined or open. So this means that the center, again, the second one from the bottom, if you look at this body graph, is going to be white. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that they experience this life workforce energy in greater variability. It does not mean that you don't have energy, right? But it means that sometimes your energy kind of peaks. It's like this burst of energy where as a projector, you may be so efficient and in three hours, you get all this stuff done that may take somebody else three days, you know, because you can amplify the sequel energy from the generator types. But then it kind of pops at some point, like a balloon. It's like the energy is gone and you feel like what happened? And your mind is probably want to, I want to keep going like that. That feels good. I need to be productive. I need to do. and Or you even have to, because that's the yeah, job. Right? Yeah, the nine to five work environment is kind of expecting you to be on, yeah. you know, all week long. And you need longer periods of rest. You know, like you may actually need them three days of rest after you have this initial spark of energy. But 
the way that society is set up is that you work by the hour, you work for the money, and at times that the company is telling you to do that, right? Now, that's not how the body works. And even, I mean, I was, I'm a manager, and so you would think that for me, nine to five is perfect, but even for me, it wasn't because if I'm in corporate and I'm doing something that doesn't light me up, I also get tired and exhausted and drained. And then I have this kind of unhealthy, tired, sacral energy. And that's what the other types are amplifying. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's all connected. So the whole thing with human design is that through trusting ourselves, we are all meant to be doing what feels aligned, what lights us up, what brings us joy, what kind of comes easy to us, right? And it can be all sorts of things, mm-hmm. right? It's not like like me, I am here to teach human design, share this with the world, right? That brings me joy. It's fun. It's easy. For another person, it may be uh, being a gardener. For another person, it may be related to food and cooking. For another person, it may be legal stuff, be a lawyer or something like that, right? We need the variety. We need it all. But we need to create more of a balance of how we also value those kind of things. Mm, right? Because that's a big, as we know, like certain jobs we have that we really need, they are so underpaid that people cannot just get by doing that. Right. And of course, that's why they're in a way being forced to do something else. Yeah. Right. I think that's, yeah. I think that's part of this new paradigm that we're shifting into. We'll come to that. For sure. Um, but before we do, what keeps coming up for me is uh, burnout. This word just keeps flashing through my mind. I have had major, major burnout uh, twice in my career um, already in my adult life. Um, and I will never again. Now uh, it's just never going to happen for me again. I will never allow myself to get to that point in life. Um, but I see this epidemic of burnout truly all around me. So many people exhausted. It's part of why I became a coach. It's part of why I work with people to support them to come into greater alignment with themselves so that they too can never experience that kind of thing again, right? Um, And I guess I'm kind of curious, like, for people who are listening to this, let's say, and are noticing that they live a life of shoulds, are feeling burnt out, but feel like they don't have a way to change that. Because let's say they're in a corporate job, for example, right? They like the lifestyle that it affords them. What, how could you suggest that they attune with, align with their human design, their body, at least a little bit more so as to support themselves. Um, I'd be curious, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, and yeah, the topic of burnout is huge. That's that's correct. I think it's a worldwide epidemic. So the first thing, which may be counterintuitive to your mind because we always feel like we, we have this pressure we have a need to be financially taken care of we have that right and of course there's a big conundrum when we you feel right now you're in a corporate job and you know it's draining your energy but you're not going to leave it because of the security that the paycheck yeah right? so the first thing i want to just talk about is that if something is not aligned you will get more and more tired right and because of the fear of not being taken care of it's I mean it's an existential fear which is normal for us humans right we tend to stay in those situations for too long until 
your body may not allow it anymore. Yeah. Right. So we also, we really have to look at what is that, that I'm risking by forcing myself to stay in this out of fear. Right. So that's something. And then the more that you can, so I talk a lot about slowing down, right? Because we need to get out of the head to be able to listen to your sacral response. And this is something, you know, I do when I work with clients and the group containers we have. It's something we have to practice that. It's not something that you're going to tune into just by knowing it. Yeah, it's absolutely. not about the information. It's just like when you run for run a marathon, you have to train, right? It's a muscle. It's a habit to build. So the more you can get out of your head, if that's meditation, if that's going, spending more time in nature, it's definitely all about blending out the noise, taking in less information so you can actually feed into the body. And if you're a generator or manifesting generator, the sacral response can be really trained with yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm going to ask you like, hey, is your name Magdalena? Yeah, we've oh, done this right. in the master class that you hosted. <clears throat> yeah. You, we, you did this exercise and I noticed, cause I thought I had a pretty good kind of t attunement with my sacral response. Mm -hmm. um, but what I noticed for me is that um, a smile, it's for me, it's not even a full, it doesn't even have to be a full smile. Like my, my cheeks kind of move, my mouth moves into this smile when my sacral is triggered. <laughs> and I love, yeah, I loved learning that because it's such a, noticeable visceral response um when i am quite literally lit up right <laughs> yeah yeah no, thank you for sharing that so yeah so like i just said so yes and no questions and we do have at the land living academy we have done several master classes for the generators and manifesting generators especially and we are practicing those things there and there is a lot of magic and power that happens when you allow yourself to be supported yeah, you can totally do it yourself by all means, but there is a lot of power that happens in community. And when you let other people guide you that have already been practicing that, right? And mm -hmm. one of our missions is to help the 70% of the population to be more in tune with their sacral and actually understand how, how it feels. And like you say, right, for you, it's a smile. For me, it's kind of an all body feeling. It's different for everybody. Yeah. One thing that's very mis big misconception, human design, that they're, Oh, the sacral, uh-huh. It has to sound a certain way, or it's it's the same for everybody. No, it's not. Yeah. You know? And we have learned this through the audience actually in our trainings because we we do the, the exercise, right? To connect with your sacral and then people share. So it's really, really beautiful. So that is really the most important for you to connect with your sacral, your your body's instincts. In for all the types, it's always with your body. It's yeah. a sensation in your body, but you just know. And if I want to generalize it, you know, if it's like a light, expansive feeling, it's a yes. Yeah. And if it's kind of a contracting, tight kind of heavy feeling, it's a no. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like and, with muscle testing, right? If you're doing yeah. testing, it's like the sort of pull forward. Yeah, pull right? forward if it's a yes and pull backward if it's yeah. a no. Exactly. So that you can also use in, in a way instead of your um, sacral response. Now, again, it takes time because we're so much in the head that yeah. sometimes the head is so strong, it can very easily overwrite that, right? Um, and then, of course, when you have the sacral response and don't put the pressure on you to change your life 360 degree in one day, right? It's about taking these small steps to shift. 
And what's very powerful is also to ask powerful questions to the universe, right? Like, okay, what can I do to be more in alignment with who I am, with my with my unique energy, right? And so life will give you things to respond to. And maybe one day that is this clear invitation to quit your job. Just an example, right? Well, like in my case, I got fired. <laughs> Yeah. And I responded and I, I felt free. Big sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I had I had announced it a couple of weeks before that to the universe. I wrote a contract myself that I was going to do it. But the universe was like, ah, she's not going to do it anyways. She needs to go now. <laughs> and it was scary. Yeah. yeah. It's not It's not like uh, that it's going to be all easy peasy. It's going to be uncomfortable. From my own experience, it actually brings up our deepest fears but then what's on the other side, because we are in a universe of polarity, right? The coin always has the shadow and the light. So in order to really experience your true essence, we also need to be very compassionate and face the darkness within us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think, a, a big topic that the collective is going through now on an individual and collective basis. Like this lack, I feel like it's a lack of will to look at the shadow. So it's being forced upon us almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like our stories are relatively parallel. I was not in a corporate job. I was running my own company. And for over a year, I was, I had a business partner, originally very, very happy working in the music industry, right? But the, it was just, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't mine. It wasn't my goals and my success, even that I was chasing. Something was just not in alignment. And for almost a year, I knew it, right? I had already had a major burnout, kind of recovered from it, and I was on the path to burnout again, but I was afraid. And I was like deeply looking for a way out of this entire kind of situation that I had created. It was of my own making, <laughs> but um, I was afraid. I didn't have a way out. I didn't have the courage. And my business partner from one day to another said she's gonna go work in-house for our largest client. And I was at first livid, pissed, mm -hmm. terrified, but underneath all of that, I was like, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, someone made this decision for me. <laughs> yeah, and, and that will, will happen live. And even though, like you say, in the moment you feel like you're the victim, but everything is happening for you. Yeah, yeah. You that's know? been a huge mindset shift for me in the past three or four years really. And, you know, just to remember that everything is truly, truly happening for our highest good. Our soul, when it's in the driver's seat, is working for us, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that was just one thing to kind of finish your question because I think I drifted a little bit into the details of the sacral response, which is really important. But you were asking me about the burnout and what's one thing they can do, right? It's just once a day, at least do one thing that really lights you up. You have to start small, right? If that's going for a walk, if that's eating some ice cream, I, I don't know what it is, right? Or, or talking to your best friend and having a call or dancing to your favorite piece of music. Yeah. Um, what is something that just brings you joy? Yeah. And even if you just do it for 10 minutes, but keep immersing yourself in the energy of, um being lit up it's like this mm, yummy feeling right when you're turned on by life yeah and that's our natural state we're meant to be in that right and work is not supposed to feel like work 
right? It's slodgy, drudgy. Yeah, like, like this, like, isn't five yet? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's more about, yeah, actually enjoying what you do and also having a sense of fulfillment because what you do is actually changing people's lives mm. and not just for the paycheck to get by or to be profitable for another company or something like that, right? Like the whole motivation behind this all off. Yeah, and I think that's so important what you said that if your work, uh, your work should and could and has the potential to change people's lives. And what I want to point out that I feel is so important is that's on every level. Our house cleaner, for example, is one of the happiest, most joyful people. Um, and in Mexico, there, you know, there tends to be a group of people that isn't necessarily super well educated that fills that role in a lot of upper middle class middle class households and this person could hate their life they totally could but they don't they are making such a difference in my life in my friends lives whose homes she keeps tidy and cleans for us right and it's just such a joy to have her around and so my point with this is that every single one of us no matter how quote unquote small and i do not mean to be belittling with that i just mean that that's kind of how society labels a lot of these roles no matter how quote unquote small your role is is it, it has a place in this puzzle the fabric of life right um and kind of i believe that human design allows you to tap into that in a way right mm -hmm. it allows you to see your place your purpose in society. Let's talk about the incarnation cross for a second. Mm, yeah, that's, that's how I understand kind of our, our how human design offers you purpose in a way, offers you an, a clue to your purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be curious if you can touch a little bit on what is the incarnation cross. I've said what I kind of understand. I can share you my share mine with you as well. If and I'd be curious about yours too. Yeah, what is your incarnation cross? Uh, the sleeping phoenix. Mm. Angle of the sleeping phoenix. And from what I've been told, that means that that is like a new earth, kind of bearer of a new paradigm, birther of a new earth, carry the DNA codes of the new earth. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of my purpose. Yeah, one of my favorite. I'm I'm the right angle of the sphinx, but I've worked with people with your incarnation cross. So I'm I, I know I know it well, I think. Uh, so yeah, your incarnation cross is your, it's not a job, right? It's not like you're meant to be doing this and this job. It's like who you're being more so. Mm -hmm. And your incarnation cross, so if you look at your human design charts, um, kind of for those of you that like the little details, there's going to be these numbers on the left and the right of this body. I group. never understand what those are. <laughs> uh, okay, so these are the gates, yeah? Right. And we have a conscious and an unconscious side, which is like, like your conscious mind and then your unconscious, right? In the mindset world, we talk a lot about your subconscious. It's like that 95%. Um, so we have that. And we have a sun gate and an earth gate. Mm -hmm. right? So the sun gates, we have those two gates that are, that's the energy you're here to put out into the world, right? That you radiate out. And then the earth gates, these are more the energies that ground you. Mm -hmm. And these four gates, if you look in the sky or the human design mandala, they literally create a cross, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, and they also, the, the two gates that I have in my conscious on the right side, 
they are what we call programming partners. So there's a little bit of um, pull, push and pull dynamic between the two, right? Like we cannot master the one, only one without the other in some way, a right? Shadow, a little tension. Yeah, and the shadows are connected by the two. So, um, and so on the other side, on the unconscious side as well, they're also programming partners and they're very, very connected. So the beautiful thing is that there's actually nothing that you have to figure out about your incarnation press. It's as you follow your strategy and authority, which for as many gens is the way to respond. Then we have the face to envision and feel into things. And then we should, and it's really good if you inform people what we're up to. So they're not like all thrown off. You know, when we, as we follow that and we trust our gut feeling, we just live out our incarnation cross. Yeah. Right. It's more, it's more for you to allow it than to chase there's nothing to chase so it's i always say like human design uh, when it comes to your purpose it's not about finding your purpose it's actually your purpose finds you mm, i love that right? if that makes sense um now there are we can go into like there are 196 i think different incarnation crosses so this is a, that's a lot we're not going to get into those yeah yeah ones. exactly but since you mentioned yours i mentioned mine i can just give you like a little bit because it's nice to kind of like get the idea what it's about, right? It's nice. It, it's helpful. Um, it has helped me. So your incarnation was like, just like you say, the, so actually as society, we are right now moving into the sleeping phoenix incarnation cross mm -hmm. and we used to be in the incarnation cross of planning so it was all about figuring things out and using the mind a lot and strategy and planning and all of that now the incarnation cross is all the one that you have is all about emotional alignment mm -hmm. right and making decisions not from reacting in fear but really feeling into it and from emotional alignment also trusting in abundance mm -hmm. right and then there's the other element. So it's the, I think it's gate 20 and 34 and 55 and uh, another one, right? So I have 55 and 30, maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And then the 20 and the, the um, 34. So, and then it's also all about being in the present moment is so important. It's, it's important for all of us. And I mean, Eckhart Tolle has been teaching us for quite some time, the power of now, right? <laughs> he has a point. Um, and then from this place of hyper presence, we take those inspired actions, right? And we, we tap into the unknown and we create new things. And it's really, this energy is about stepping into the new world, mm -hmm. right? And, and you with this incarnation cross, you probably feel like you don't belong here. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. moved quite, I've, as I mentioned before we started recording, you know, I've moved countries several times. I've never quite felt like I belong. I always, and even with the company that I was, uh, that I had co-founded in the music industry, I was way ahead of my time, way too early. Mm -hmm. Now that company would do way better and it wouldn't feel like I'm pushing a giant boulder up a hill every single day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was five, 10 years too early. And that's kind of, my the story of my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm always like a little too early with something or not quite fitting into people around me or the prevailing zeitgeist around me. But there's a thing that I want to mention, which may be helpful for you. It's not that you're too early. It's that the right people, they will actually really 
need your wisdom at some point you're just you're ahead of time so you're kind of taking humanity into the future and you may sometimes be like oh but I said this five years ago and now you're saying this right and I already knew it and but you may have shared it and it may have left something with somebody but then later on they're finally like oh I remember what she said oh now it makes sense yeah we we cannot force people to be where we're at and but there's a reason why you're a little bit ahead of time to kind of pull humanity there in some way. Mm, Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, my North node is in Aries as well, which is also what we're shifting into this year, um, later in the year. And it's very, all of that's very much resonating and it's very much in alignment. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, and then my incarnation cross is the right angle of the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. And apparently I'm one of the greatest guides so I'm here to guide people into their purpose, you know, what's in alignment for them. And also it's about taking humanity into the future, mm. you know, and it's the same for me too. It's a different incarnation course, but in a sense, I feel like I don't belong here and I cannot make everybody happy. You know, I may sometimes come up and I'm also an Aquarius, right? Very future thinking. So for me, it's all about, you know, reconciling the past and seeing it in a positive light and taking using that to take humanity into the new future and I have like I mean when I read it I I mean I could feel it in all my body my being and this is also I have I want to mention I'm also pretty deep in the gene keys yeah I was I wanted to I want to touch on gene keys yeah so that is actually very very helpful uh in conjunction with human design if if you feel called to combine those two um but I was like yeah that is me and I felt like a big a big task right and it's it's quite a big task but I have this sense of like I just I can talk about the future I can see how things are changing and shifting and I'm I'm actually like really excited right now even though I have to say sometimes I'm I get overwhelmed and like so many responsibilities and things are changing and the money system I think is going through a huge change and shift right because what we have created is not sustainable it's gonna crash again it's gonna fall apart and I am with all of it actually excited because we are shifting into a world of more community-based living where people live in alignment, you know, where we support each other more and where that is also, I mean, especially sustainability, right? Where you have what you do, whatever you do, like you're the person that is cleaning your house, right? She's probably happy in her life and she's taken care of and it's not like, you know, yeah, because usually when we follow that, we also have our needs and desires met, or yeah. the things that we want, you know, and they're different for all of us. We have created also these ideas of what success looks like, what we should possess, why? Mm, absolutely, um, and as I totally agree with you, all of that is changing, and it's exciting. And I'm, at the very end, I'm going to ask you a question: kind of, what's your vision for the future? And I'm sure you're going to have something to say on that, considering your incarnation cross. Um, and I really love how it's this blend of ancient wisdom because it feels very circular, and kind of use bringing that into the future in a way, right? It feels very much cyclical and circular, and what. Um, change is all about what the macro economic macro scale of things is really all about um and i've been saying for a while now that i feel like we're in we're living the tarot card the tower uh, in the tarot deck <laughs> it all has to come kind of crumbling down 
And in order for us to renew, rebirth, um, and create something that will serve us all um, and is sustainable on, you know, many, many, many different levels. Um, and it's potentially scary. It's easy. It can be easy to fall into that trap of your mind freaking out, your ego mind flipping out a little bit. Um, but I feel like the wisdom of the body and kind of that grounded knowing is what what brings me solace, let's say, um, and allows me to hold that vibration of excitement. I'm excited for what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the the human design gates so are these 64 archetypal energies. They teach that like, I mean, there has to be chaos before there's order. There's um, interference before there's harmony. Right. Yeah. That's totally that's totally normal. Now we no, no, we need to be shocked sometimes before we're enlightened, right? And those those kind of things. Yeah. It's always darkest before the dawn kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um let's touch a little bit on gene keys. I don't want to go too far down that route, um, but since you brought it up. Now for me, gene keys are in very interesting, fascinating, super, super confusing sometimes. Um, they don't seem very practical. And I can be someone who's like, okay, I get it. I really get it all. And now what's the practical step, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd be curious, first of all, what's your, how would you even describe to someone what are gene keys? Um, and for me, I always say it's like a more mystical way of understanding ourselves, our place in the universe. Mm -hmm. um, and what I really like about gene keys are the shadows. Mm -hmm. yeah. That really helped me understand myself a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the gene keys are like we in human design, we have the 64 gates, right? And then the gene keys, we have the 64 gene keys. And they are going much more into the depth of things. And Richard Rudd is the person that um, channeled this, you know, and it's it's based also on the Chinese I Ching. And he used to be also really deep in human design before that. Um, but in the gene case, we don't have those five types, right? Yeah. And so human design is a little bit more masculine approach about the strategy and how to and all that kind of stuff. And then the gene keys is all about embodiment, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about acti actually activating your true essence within your DNA in some way. And the thing is like, you wanna let go of the, okay, the practicality of what do you need to do now? It's about not doing actually. I it's read his complimentary book actually as well, The Art of Contemplation. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm so, I don't understand this. I need to yeah. like, understand it more. That, that is, <laughs> The essence of the gene keys out of contemplation one of my favorite books actually um so it's all about like with the gene keys you you take one of these gene keys and you take a whole month and just contemplate on this one gene key you know it's all it's about slowing down it's about the art of doing nothing and just by reading it by um, listening to his voice talking about the gene keys it activates something in your dna so it's all about patience but what i can tell you from my own experience is that i have just um, I'm just finishing up what we call the Venus sequence. I've heard of that. All about relationship and love and stuff. Uh, really one of the most powerful experiences I've done so far mm. in the coaching space. And um, it's all through self-reflection. Mm. So it's very, very powerful. Now, 
I want to add like you have to trust yourself what you feel called to like in my case it was like human design came my way and I'm always staying with human design because there are so many beautiful elements like also my profile the two four what this means and stuff right and how I make decisions but then the jinkies came my way and in the beginning it didn't resonate at all I was like this is Chinese to me I don't even understand it too philosophical but then at some point I was listening to Richard Rudd and it clicked I was like oh and now I never look back. And now I have found the dance between the two or how they actually come together. Um, and that's my unique approach. There are other people that are jinkies first and then human design. There are other people that only do human design or only do jinkies. Whatever that is for you is is what's right for you, right? There is no one way to do it. I that. like how you describe it as the feminine, the jinkies as the feminine to let's say the yang, the masculine, human mm -hmm. design. That makes so much sense to me now that you've said that, right? Um, and I love how you said that the gene keys require patience. Patience is a shadow on two, if not three, of my gene keys. <laughs> yeah, well, you have the 20. The 20 is all about the patience. So, yeah. yeah, and um, in my human design, my not self theme uh, is frustration. <laughs> yeah. Which also goes hand in hand with all of that, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so I have two more questions. Um, before we as we start to head towards wrapping up. If somebody wants to begin with human design, kind mm -hmm. of first step, because it can be very overwhelming. I was so overwhelmed the first time I did a reading, so overwhelmed the first time I got my body graph and started to dig into it all. Um, and I think I would have loved it if someone had been like, you know, pause, start here, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would love to under to hear from you what could be a place, to, and obviously as with everything, it's very individual, uh, but what could be a place where someone could start with their human design? Yeah, so yeah, there's a risk to want to know it all in the beginning, and it's quite a rabbit hole, so always focus on um, just learning about your type and then strategy and authority. That's the only thing you kind of want to focus on because there is a tendency. We we want to, what are the gates and the channels and this and incarnation cross and we want to know it all, right? But that will not serve you really from my own experience. So however that is for you. So you can do, um, so for manifesting generators, for example, I have a mini course to cover all the foundational stuff, right? Where I keep reminding you, it's about strategy and authority and really explain how you work as a manifesting generator, right? Um, and if you do a reading, I would be really, um, if it's your first one, you really want to make sure it's just a foundational reading mm -hmm. because also with human design readers, there can be the tendency that they want to try to give you all the information, right. but it's actually not going to serve you, right? Uh, because too much is not really helping um so that's another thing and then like so whatever you feel called to maybe you resonate with some people if that's me somebody else right there's so much information out there maybe just pick a few that you really resonate with instead of following like 25 people you know because also with human design I have seen many times and I'm it's, it's just sometimes there's confusing or, or information out there or even incorrect information out there, right? It, it does happen. But usually I think you, your body will tell you what is good and, and aligned for you. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have like you did some of these master classes, right? Where you can actually learn about your type more, being like a group experience. Some people they prefer to learn the best way in like a group, like community kind of space, right? Some people want to do like one-on-one coaching, you know, that's also a possibility. So um some people are like, you know what, I want to get certified. That's how I kind of went in the first. I was like, I really want to know this and I, I want to get certified, you know, and that's for some people because you learn about yourself, of course, through that. And then you also start to learn how to share it with others, right? Um, um, yeah, so there's many, lots of different avenues, but less is more. Yeah. Really like try to slow down, less is more and really get a grip for your type, strategy and authority. Yeah. Yeah. I find that's great advice actually. Also because it helps you start to notice your, how you make decisions, right. And how it's like the first steps to living in alignment kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's the foundation. Like imagine you're building a house. It's the foundation. You miss that. Yeah. You may build something fancy, but it's going to crumble and fall apart. So, and then it actually may take you in the long run longer to build that beautiful palace. Right. Yeah, it's so funny because I bought even a human design self-study course from someone I really like how she teaches. I've, I've barely done it. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm That's just not my style really to learn in that way. I need to learn so much faster through experience and in different, in small doses really and not in this, you know, major study course. Um, one day I'll get through it. One day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one one bite every day. <laughs> and I have noticed, similar to some things I've heard you talk about on your socials and in your podcast over the past few months, I've noticed that a lot of my coaching clients that come to me are manifesting generators by default. It's just happened that way. Yeah. They yeah, we tend to. My story, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, we tend to. I always like, even before a new human designer, I always like, because this whole thing about your ideal client, right? Yeah, it's like me a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. But I have a lot that I I have. And that, that's why I also, you know, I still, I welcome all types, you know, and I have also worked with the projectors and I have, I have done readings with all the types by now. Um, but the majority that has come my way are managers and I seem to make the biggest impact on their lives because I have that personal experience, yeah. right? Um, but I have also had life-changing sessions with projectors, you know, it's not, because actually my, my, the two-fold profile in my incarnation course is, it's kind of the definition of a projector in some way, but I'm still managing. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating. Now we've touched on this already a few times throughout the, uh, episode and, you know, it is part of your incarnation cross, as we said, but this is the question that I ask all of my guests at the end of the podcast episode what is your vision for the new earth for the new paradigm that we're shifting into yeah it's a world where everybody is taken care of and that's the the basic needs we all have a home to live um enough food to eat and loving and caring relationships where we treat each other with respect health right actually like health is in your currency also when it comes to human design yeah um, and where you just you do what you love you're happy and fulfilled right mm-hmm. and there's not this comparison all the time or feeling inadequate because other people have more whatever they call success um so it's actually very simple you know uh, there's more harmony there's more equilibrium between things and whatever that is for you it's almost like um 
my my human design teacher she used to say like it's like a puzzle piece right mm-hmm. um it's like you really embody your puzzle piece and when we have all the puzzle pieces we come together and we create the whole and we will feel content we will fulfill we will no longer feel like we have to chase something you will be so connected with who you are from the inside from within yourself that no matter what's going on around you you just you feel content and fulfilled mm, that's beautiful um and it feels achievable in a way already now right just kind of yeah and right we are moving with yourself yeah i think we are here actually to show humanity that that it's possible right i mean i have now people that reach out to me and i don't even see that because look i have my own challenges and always the next things i want to work on and things i question about myself i'm still i'm a human right so it's normal and now i have people they they see me as way ahead of them because like, well, how did you leave corporate? How did you make it happen? Right. And like, we tend to forget, like we are leading the way and we're showing people, you know, and I, I forget it a lot where I'm like, I have already done so many things yeah. that are actually helping people so much or inspire people. And um, I think, yeah, we are, we're seeing that already. And I think the, the money system is going to shift a lot. Um, the whole, I mean, the food supply has to be, uh, brought back into more sustainability because we have been depleting mother earth a lot yeah it's been contamination with gmmos that have to get out of the food chain i mean the key is really health what you said right it's about yeah healthy yeah well body, healthy mind healthy spirit healthy planet healthy relationships yeah it's about well-being and that's how it's designed and mm-hmm. right now it's so off that it has to crumble it has to fall apart it has to be chaos it would be weird if it's not yeah. Because life by nature does everything it can to bring it back to that natural state. Yeah, agreed. If we all just would let go a little bit, mm-hmm. it would happen naturally. <laughs> yeah. And when every person is stepping into their unique purpose, that will organically happen. Yeah. Right. There will be some people that are specializing in the oceans. There are some people that, that specialize in what needs to be planted. There are people like me teaching human design. There are other people all sorts of stuff. We need it all. We need great variety, right? Mm, Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful reminder. Thank you so much. Thank you for this conversation. This has been fun. Before we finish, how can people contact you, find you? You have a podcast, please. I'm going to link some of these things in the show notes, but please share whatever it is that you want to share. Yeah. My podcast is called The Art of Slowing Down. I have tons of episodes about human design, all the different human design types, especially manifesting generators. Um, you can find me over at the Aligned Living Academy. We have a human design certification, lots of courses, masterclasses going on there. I do offer also private human design readings, um, one-on-one coaching. I have also actually pre-recorded foundational course for manifesting generators, which is kind of like that foundational reading, but at a little bit more affordable rate than if you were to book it with me one-on-one. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm mostly active, to be honest, on social media. It's um, You're going to drop it in the show notes. It's Annalena.Fuchs. Uh, and you find a lot of resources on there. So if you want to go down the rabbit hole, I have all 64 gates on there. I have all about the profiles and the six lines and a lot about the types. So that's, a, that's kind of a gem, to be honest, in terms of if you want to dig into some of the information I have shared a lot, especially for people that call themselves highly sensitive, introvert, empathic. So 
Yeah, beautiful. You know, I've really loved listening to your podcast. It's really been supportive for me as a 2-4 manifesting generator to listen to how that works for you in the world as well to kind of validate my thoughts or my own experiences. So I've really enjoyed that. Thank you for what you do. (laughs) You're welcome. And likewise, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much, Annalena. This has been really fun. And um, I'm sure people are going to check you out. So everything will be in the show notes. Um, That's the end of this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening and take care. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved this episode, leave a review or share to a friend because sharing is caring. As always, I would love to hear your takeaway from today's MJ's Magic Hour. So drop me a DM on Instagram, Magdalena Jensen underscore coach. If you have been considering coaching, I would be thrilled to support you to create sustainable change in your life. Feel free to check out my website, www.magdalenajensen.com and let's chat. It all starts with a conversation. Take care of yourself and sending love.